Hi everyone, good morning and welcome to this, our Sunday service for the St Barnabas Thatcham podcast. I hope you've all had a good week in the sweltering heat. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been so hot. We're just not um, ready for it, are we? No. Um, yes, it's been very hot. It is now, um, I'm recording this on Saturday, and it is now um, pouring with rain. So we've had all the seasons, haven't we, in 24 hours. Um, but yes, I hope you've been okay and that you've managed to get some sleep uh, in this hot weather. Um, but yes, other than that, it's been a really good week. I've realised I was just doing a live on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, come and follow us. We're St Barnabas Thatcham um, and I've just did a live there. And it was so nice. It was so nice to just chat to some people. Um, and I was reflecting on how at St Mary's we normally have our little book um, where people from the community can come in and leave prayer requests and obviously we don't have that at the moment because you can go into St Mary's to pray so if anybody wants to just let me know and I'll arrange a time and I'll come and meet you which is quite nice because then I get to meet you as well Um, but if you'd like to do that that's fine but there's you know people can't obviously just wander in so the book where we normally record all the prayers is not in use. Um, couldn't be anyway because you couldn't touch the same pen and paper and all of that. Um, so, yes, on Instagram, I did a live and just asked people if there's anything they want us to pray for and had some um, really nice chats. So, yes, do come join. I'm, I might set a regular time each week when I pop up or I might just keep popping up when the... Uh, urge takes me we'll see um, but there's also loads and loads of other content this week so I um, did an interview with Laura from Swings and Smiles so you'll see that in our podcast feed just below this one and that was so oh, it was so interesting um, to hear about the work they're doing and what this period of time has been like for particularly for children with special needs and their families and talking about the lack of respite care um, and yeah just how the demand has gone up for their services and they're doing so much online which is great but also um, in hopeful news you know they're looking to reopen but it was really interesting to hear their perspective and I've got a really great list of people lined up to speak to in the next few weeks so um, do check those out is that's been really great um, and I've also posted a new one um, in the discover series so that's really aimed at those, you know, as we're getting out there more on social media um, because of all this crazy time, <laughs> um, we have been meeting new people, which is really nice. So and for ages, I've been thinking about doing this sort of thing and, and having something on our website that helps people to engage with um, the basics of a Christian faith, really. If they're coming in right at the beginning, just aware that... Um, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I I did that. I came into the church from um, a non-Christian background. And uh, yes, it was challenging and took a lot of decoding. So I just wanted to help and do a bit of that work for people. Um, so that's what the Discover series is all about. And hopefully it's also interesting um, if you've been a Christian for a while, because it's going back to. So I did one on um, Jesus this week and it was I found it really fun because it it helped me to kind of sit down and say, Um, So I've done a kind of basic bio of Jesus um, for those who just don't really know his story. Um, And then I did three things I love about Jesus. And it was just it was so fun to sit down and think about that and to try and think of examples of what it is that I find so captivating about Jesus. I thought I don't really get the opportunity to 
to talk about it that explicitly or just to talk about Jesus and it was really fun I really enjoyed it so that is up there if you'd like to have a listen as well but anyway too much rabbiting on um, I will stop now um, and um, let's begin with a prayer dear God you look deep inside of us seeing not only our outer but also our inner needs have compassion on us we pray and feed us today from this time that we spend together and we will be filled. Amen. So let's hear our first reading now and we're having one from the Old Testament today. Reading is from the book of Genesis chapter 22. After these things God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moria and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. He cut the wood for the burnt offering and set out and went to the place in the distance that God had shown him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place far away. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac said to his father Abraham, Father, and he said, here I am, my son. He said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. When they came to the place that God had shown them, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Thanks for reading that for us, Ben. That is a hugely challenging story. And for that reason, I'm going to talk about it in my talk coming up. It's hugely challenging and there are media things obviously that leap out to us about it, but it's also really iconic as a story. So it is a foundational in Christianity and Islam and Judaism, and it has been commented on for thousands of years. So um, it's a really interesting one to dig into. And it raises some really interesting themes as well about how we read the Bible, how we get meaning from stories. Um, so we're going to tackle that shortly. But first... Let's hear our gospel reading. So that's from Matthew 10, and it begins at verse 40. 
Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. So let's have a think now about that story of Abraham and Isaac. When I saw that the sacrifice of Isaac had come up as a reading in the church calendar this week, I knew I had to tackle it, never being one to shy away from a controversial Bible story. But the story has been one of those stories that has always stayed with me. I think I've been part fascinated by it and part horrified by it, if I'm honest. It's always felt to me like a story that has so much more to say than what we hear on the surface, as in fact all the best stories do. And I'm not alone, of course, in thinking this. This story from really early on in the Bible, from the book of Genesis, has generated a huge array of opinions and interpretations. But of course, the first and most obvious challenge in the passage, the one that leaps out at us when we first hear it, is the context in the story of human sacrifice. Now, the first thing that we need to acknowledge when reading this story is that it is probably set around 4,000 years ago in the Bronze Age. When it was written down is another matter, but some scholars suggest it contains fragments from 2,800 years ago. Others, and I favour this approach, see Genesis as like a series of campfire stories. That the stories of Genesis are like a spoken history, stories that people of, the people of Israel shared between the generations. As you'll know if you've ever been to a country where people spend that time sat together around those fires cooking together and where that is mainly how people are taught, through stories that are shared together and that are passed on between adults and children. It's how people understand who they are and how people make a sense of their identity, where things like books and literature just aren't so much a part of the culture. And this is the world into which we're suddenly finding ourselves when we read this story. These really are all just details, but they should flag up to us that what we are dealing with is a really ancient story and that it is set in a completely different world and so we should read it and I actually think most of the Bible with that in mind. And in the world in which this story was set, human sacrifice was a part of some of the religions and cultures that surrounded Israel at the time. So much so that elsewhere in the Old Testament, the practice is firmly and categorically rejected. In Deuteronomy 12, it reads this, it says, You should not behave this way towards the Lord your God, for every abominable act which the Lord hates they have done for their gods, for they even burn their sons and daughters in the fire of their gods. There are loads of other examples. Never, ever, ever do this, says the Old Testament laws over and over again. So, 
this story certainly isn't somehow affirming this terrible act. Its message is much deeper. The real heart of the story is that everything God has promised to Abraham, the central character in this story, is in danger. So let's just skip back a little bit to put this story into some more context. This is Abraham's story that we find in Genesis. So Abraham, originally called Abram, <laughs> just to add further confusion, um, lived in a place called Ur in the Middle East. And when he was living there, he heard a call from God. And this was a call to leave his home and his wider family and to set off for a new place. So Abram accepts this call and he sets off not knowing where he is going, following an unknown God whom he has simply gotten to know in his heart and his mind and who now he trusts. So he goes out right into the desert, the most dangerous place in those days to be, and he is described as going out into the desert to talk with God. And on one of these talks, God makes Abraham a promise. And this is the promise which underpins the story of the Christian faith. So God says to Abraham, I will make your descendants as numerous as the grains of sand in the desert and the stars in the sky. Now this, to Abraham, is beautiful news, but also somewhat laughable as he is now old and he has no descendants. Finally, after a few twists and turns, he and his wife Sarah have a baby boy and that boy is called Isaac, who mean, whose name actually means laughter. So it is this child, the root of the promise that Abraham has received from God, that is being brought into the drama that we read about today. God is asking Abraham, take everything I've promised you, everything I've fulfilled in your life, and give it up just like that. The passage opens with the line, God tested Abraham. So what is God testing for? But Abraham later tells Isaac that God will provide an offering for the sacrifice as they trudge up the mountain together. Is God asking Abraham to show that he knows that God will provide? That his promises that Abraham has received so far that have come true in his life, that Abraham really believes that it has all been true? Or is he asking Abraham to show that he knows who God is? That God would never ask such a thing of him. So God surely undoubtedly will provide. Is he testing Abraham's trust? That this journey that God and Abraham have been on has amounted to something. To a real relationship where Abraham knows and trusts the heart of God. Even when the external circumstances seem to be a radical challenge to this. Well God of course does provide and commands that not a hair on Isaac's head is to be harmed. And then we have these words that resonate so much for us as Christians. The passage reads, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Here, of course, we have echoes of God's own actions that are so central to our faith. That God's provision extends way further than Abraham could have ever imagined. That God 
would look into the human situation and decide to give himself in Jesus so that we might be free of all darkness and of everything that holds us back. That we might receive the ultimate promise of God, the promise of life forever with God. And so perhaps that is why this strange little story can be so powerful to Christian ears. Because it reminds us of that truth of God's provision for us, even when it costs God everything. It reminds us of the depth of his love for us that is with us always. So let's pray together. Loving and sustaining God, you call us to follow you in all things. 
to give up the things we cling to and to give ourselves wholeheartedly to your purposes. We confess that we don't always find this easy to do and it's often very difficult to let go of the things we love. But we also know that you never ask more of us than what is possible and that you stand ready at all times to sustain us and to provide everything we need. Give us courage to faithfully follow your leading, even when we cannot see the outcome, even when the path you call us to seems impossible to comprehend. Help us to trust you in all things, to let go of everything that would stand in the way. Lord, thank you that regardless of what you call us to lay on the altar in obedience and trust in you, you always know what is best and you always have a plan. Make us attentive to your call and the sacrifices you may require of us. Grant us the trust and discernment to seek alternative paths into the future that you may open up for us. We pray that you will help those who are standing up for what is right. Please give them strength and protection. Lord, help us to see with your eyes, to speak out with your justice, to stand up for the marginalised, voiceless and vulnerable. For you said when we care for the hungry, cold, imprisoned, sick and the stranger, we do it for you. We pray today for those who have died and for those who are finding life bleak without them. We especially pray for the people who died so tragically in Fulbury Gardens. We pray for all those who are affected by this terrible event. And so we pray for your peace and protection on the town of Reading and the surrounding area. We also pray for Valerie Renison, whose funeral it is this week. Father, as we come further out of lockdown restrictions, help us to be wise and dis discerning. But we thank you and pray for the fact that Lizzie and Justin's wedding will go ahead soon. We pray for them and for their families. We give thanks that in spite of the dramatic impact of coronavirus on our way of life, that you, Lord, are almighty, all-powerful, and your purposes will still be accomplished. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Well, thank you again to everybody who has been part of this episode this week. Another great one, I think. Um, and thank you very much again to the music group. And it was lovely to hear um, your starring role, Stu. I really enjoyed that. It was really lovely.
So I hope you all have a really great week and uh, do remember the offer to come down to St Mary's to pray if you would like and also remember that house group meeting on a Wednesday night on Zoom. So if you're looking for a place to just um, have a chat um, and um, chew over some issues and just spend time with people in church then um, do let us know and we can put you in touch with the leaders of that group um, I know that those who've been going along have been finding that really helpful so do um, get in touch if you're interested so let's finish with a prayer the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.